He did. He has a hundred goals. That's insane. Yeah. It's impressive he did it with his hooves. <laughs> Welcome back to Where's My Stick? I'm Kelsey. I'm Christy. And I'm Danielle. And we have a very full show for you this week, um, starting out with some firing, some trades, some different assignments going on throughout the league. And I think we're going to start in Winnipeg with Kristen Veselainen. Okay. Okay. So um, Veselainen, he has a clause in his contract that basically says that if he's in the AHL, he can go back, like, I think it's like 18 games or something by the 18th or whatever of November he can choose to go to the KHL and his KHL team is in Finland and he's finished so um I think when the Jets realized that the date was coming up they called him up and then Paul Maurice said which is shady he was like we're gonna go on the road to play four games in six days so he hasn't he's not first as a player I don't have an expectation of it either way. I don't have a game penciled in for him or for Lemieux. And they may both be playing in Calgary on Wednesday. So, like, I feel like they they just called him up just so he couldn't kick in the clause of going to the AHL. And, like, I feel like... But then they brought they sent him down, like, a, a couple days afterwards. And then he went to the KHL where he wanted to go. So I feel like doing having him do this runaround, even though the the Jets AHL team is still in Winnipeg, it's still kind of so he didn't have to physically move, but just doing the runaround with him can kind of sour the relationship between player and the team. And I feel like especially with Shovel Day off and like with Truba coming up, like he should maybe not do that and just be nice to his players. But yeah. To summarize, yeah, and that's actually funny. Um, I mean, it's not funny, but that the Winnipeg GM it just seems like he like doesn't care the relationship between him and player. It doesn't seem like he really cares um, that much because going to arbitration twice with Truba and now with this player, and he's only nineteen. And I mean, in the HL, he was doing pretty well. He was a point per game player, and. He's only played one game in the KHL, but he's scored a goal in that game. So he seems like he's a good player. I don't know why the Winnipeg GM wants to mess with them. And yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't follow like their farm team at all, but you think that it was like a foregone conclusion that he was going to go to the KHL. You think that that's what he wanted to do? Yeah, I think. Maybe he just didn't want to play in the AHL. And, like, um, the the KHL team, I think, is ac- actually, like, legit in his hometown. So okay. he'd be, like, closer to home. But I feel like they could have done a better job of maybe convincing him of being, like, the AHL is not so bad. Because I think that happens to a lot of players. They think, like, the it's NHL or nothing. But I think they just, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> like, I feel like they did that so needlessly like you didn't have to do that just let him go i wonder if he was like a high draft pick okay Mm. so he was drafted 24th overall 
Yeah. Because I was thinking, I mean, to have that mentality of the NHL or nothing. Like, what are you, a first, second, third round there? Like, what do you, you know? But I mean, he was drafted in the first round, so he's good, obviously. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. And he has the he has the highest, like, the highest it can go for, like, your entry-level contract. He's getting paid uh, 925000 so. And yeah, I, think, I think also, like, they didn't bring him on the, the, the Finland trip. Oh, they didn't? They, no, they didn't bring oh, him no. and, and another one, um, Sammy Niku. And I'm just like, even if they weren't going to play and you know they weren't going to play, I, it would have still been good to yeah, have to them. them. Yeah. So, like, you know, it doesn't hurt to just be nice once in a while. That's true. <laughs> just That's... do something just to do it. But I don't think he did it, like, intentionally. I just think that Shovel Day Off is not the type of GM to do just do something nice just to do it. Yeah, he doesn't give off that vibe. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, whatever. He's happy where he is now. Everyone's good. And you said that this is the only year that this is an option for him? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's common for European players, or if it's just specifically in his contract. Like, if they're not playing in the NHL, they can be sent back to the KHL, or whatever his clause was. Yeah. Well, that's something to look into. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there were also quite a few firings since our last recording um we have mike yo out in st louis todd mcclellan out in edmonton and hextall in um philadelphia yeah it's coach firing so mike yo i heard this one thing and i don't know if it's true i everyone is saying it is but apparently mike yo said that like if they if he doesn't have like if they don't reach a certain level by like year four at year five um then he then you can fire him and so that's exactly what the the team did. And he only coached the Blues for 133 games. And his record was 73-49-11, which is a winning record. I I guess it's just the playoff um, disappointments. But at the same time, like, to me, it just seems like it's, that was the GM. Because they never solidified Jake Allen, like the goaltending. Jake Allen is not a good goal. Well, I won't say he's not a good goaltender, but I don't think he's the goaltender that will get them. They the, need that they need. Yes. So I just thought that was a little, that was a little interesting. Um, <laughs> then Todd McClellan like screw him. <laughs> <laughs> I was tickled. I was tickled when I heard about that. Aww, I, I mean, I don't like Edmonton. So. I, mean, I know you like like them or something. Like, wait, who? Don't you like them? Why would I like them? Oh, I don't know. I thought you did. That's because you were like, oh. No, like, uh, I wanted them to keep him so they would still be bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. What if they get Q? Oh, cry. No. Yeah. I'd be really upset. I, I think, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that, like, Philadelphia is going to get him. Well, that's, like, what the reports are saying. Oh, are they? Yeah. I, yeah, I could read you a couple. There's a thread we're going to have to look into for that. Oh, Okay. Um, I think with Mike Yo, the writing was on the wall. Like, yeah. they've been bad. But he hasn't been coaching there for, he like... He really hasn't. It's like a year and a half. No, three years. A head coach? Oh, no, no, a year and a half, yeah. He was, like, their yeah. assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, you know that that thing? It's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mayo was under. This is a Hitchcock. Hitchcock, yeah. And he was fired, and then Todd McCollum was fired. But who who replaced him? Ken Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But Ken Ken Hitchcock has coached everywhere. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, stay retired." This is his third time out of retirement, and you can't tell me it's not. He retires, and he's like, everyone's like, "All right, goodbye," and he's like, "All right, back." Yeah, no, legit. Because I think after. St. Louis, didn't he? Wasn't that supposed to be like? Yeah, that was he's his last. He retired. Yes, and then he went to the. And stars. then he went to Dallas. And then he retired after the stars. And then he came back to Edmonton. They like, retired. So I loved the thing pieces that were like uh, Ken Hitchcock gonna help McDavid play defense because <laughs> McDavid is the last issue in Edmonton. <laughs> like, McDavid playing defense is not an issue. It's everything oh. else. But I just hope as long as, like, I don't care what coach is there as long as Shirelli is the GM. GM. Personnel on the team is where we're really struggling. I think Shirelli said that. And it's like, you're in charge of that. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love love it. And Shirelli, we trust. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you guys want to go to the Ron Hextall firing? Sure. I almost said Ron, but I couldn't remember if he was Ron or Dave. <laughs> Dave. Ron, Ron. <laughs> so, okay, you guys go, you guys say what you guys feel about this, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like um, every, ever since he got fired, a lot of people have been, like, citing the, the, the game that they lost against Toronto, like the six zero game. Yeah. And they're like, even though they were losing, there was there was no fight. And like they didn't mean like fight, like, oh, they didn't like try enough. They meant like physically fighting like players on Toronto. And I, and I felt like like that's not that's not what this team is missing. Like I felt like Hexall shouldn't have been fired because the coach is bad like we all know the coach is bad so why is it that Hextall is being fired I don't know and just like the whole the whole like the the whole culture of Philadelphia how like the next GM they need to get someone like Antoine Roussel or something like that and it's just like that's not saying that um I was listening to the 31 thoughts podcast and I think his name is Keith Jones he was saying that like he's a he would be a good flyer, and I'm just like, no, that's not what that team needs. That's what Keith Jones did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people are missing the point in that he was fired because his coach is bad, and I guess there's a lot of things with like how they did. Um, I guess taking care of other like past flyers, I guess, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like we're like firing Hexall is one thing, but I think that like people are going way left with it and going someplace where it doesn't need to go. Like it does, it's not because they don't fight enough. That's not why they're like, that's not why the team is bad. Like the team is bad because they have bad goaltending. And their defense is really young. That's it. And their coach sucks. It just looks like he's put so much thought into 
like the younger players that he's been drafting and, you know, all these and the development and just because he wasn't getting results like right away, like they weren't playing as well as they could have currently, it seemed that was his undoing. And I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm, I do think that there's the GM does have some, has a lot to do with the day-to-day results but I also think that when you're not getting what you want honestly from day-to-day you have to look more at the coaching staff and everyone that's like involved with the different game day decisions um so it's not where I would have started particularly for the Flyers but um I don't know maybe there'll be more to come I'm honestly surprised that if they were clearing house they didn't get rid of some other employees but maybe it's still coming yeah I'm surprised they didn't start with the coach but one thing I did hear was that like they want this is Keith Jones again I think just listening to him made me really mad but he was saying how like they're um, looking at past GMs who kind of like who like made trades all the time and how Hextall was like really really patient and that was ultimately like his downfall and looking at they want a GM that would be more active and like just do like crazy out, outlandish stuff like the like old like Flyers GMs of old and I'm just like they put you guys in a really bad situation yeah. like the Brzezgalov contract was bad and like Hextall he cleaned up all of that and then he left you guys in a really really good place and I feel like the next GM that comes in, they're going to be in a really good place, and they're gonna they're gonna um, reap all the benefits of Hextall's like crafting or whatever. And I I feel like he sh- he he was the sacrificial lamb, but I feel like he shouldn't have been. So there's like with Keith Jones, there's like some truth to what he's saying, but that's it's not what you're getting from it, or what's making you really angry. It's definitely not what everyone or I, what I think the Flyers organization is coming from. Because Keith Jones is just, he's an he uh, he's a former Flyer and then he like does the broadcast. You know, and he just like mm-hmm. does some, the broadcast for them. But Flyers president, Paul Holmgren, he said, they said, we no longer share the same philosophical approach concerning the direction of the team. In light of these differences, we feel like the organization's best interest to make a change. Apparently, what's go- like what's being said now is that Hextall was really like it was like a dictatorship. He had control in almost everything, every aspect of the Flyers organization. And Ed Snyder, when he passed, he told Holmgren that he wanted it to be like a family type of environment. Like he never wanted it to seem like just business, business, business. The family at- atmosphere, like. Is, hasn't been the same since Ron Hexall took over. And he was so stubborn in his plan that it was like he didn't want to make a change. He's Yes, he set up the Flyers. Their cap is very good now. And they're not overspending on players. And they're drafting really well. And that's all correct. But in this season, Hexall said before the season started that we're taking a step forward. He went out and got JVR, a 30 to 32 goal scorer. I think like, you know, the averages or whatever. But a goal-scoring winger wasn't really necessarily, like, the biggest hole in the uh, in the roster. It was in goal. And, like, yes, we all preach Carter Hart, Carter Hart, Carter Hart. But Carter Hart was never going to play this season. So you go into the season with 
Brian Elliott, who just came off of two major surgeries, and Michael Neuberth, who's never played 50 games consecutively in his life. I'm not saying that he needed to play 50 games. I'm just saying a split with Elliott would have been nice. But we started the season off with six goalies. We've used five of them now. The only goalie who has not played for us is Carter Hart. And that's because everyone's like, do not bring him up. If you want, if we wanted to take a step forward, he needed to start in goal. Second, apparently, one of the defensive coaches that was also fired on Wednesday, he was like right under Hextall. And the defensive, the way that they, he wanted the defense to play was against like what Gossespierre and Provorov, how they play. He was telling the kids to like play a certain way, even though they weren't comfortable with playing that way. And I don't know, but people are saying maybe that's why both Gossespierre and Provorov are having down years this this year or this season. They're all people have also been saying that like Hextall, um, they were also saying that like he was like it, he was telling Hack how to play. Like it came out that Hextall was the one to, to told Hack to move Drew to wing. That so I mean that was a good thing, but he was just so like that's why I think he never wanted to fire the coach because the coach was just like a, a talking puppet for him. Like he got to do whatever he wanted to the to the team because I guess he brought that guy in and he was never going to fire him. So I think there was like a lot of different reasons why Hextall was fired. Do I think it was right? No, but if he if he so called had all this control in the organization, then maybe that's one of the reasons why. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe this culture change or whatever this is, whatever they're trying to do, is beneficial. The only thing is that like, like you said, he set us up very well. The things that are coming out of the like the. Flyers president's mouth like that's not encouraging like we don't want we don't need to make extravagant trades and like bleed all of our prospects and trade them all away and then give everybody 10 million dollar contracts everyone's saying that this one um this one coach or gm that's like really close with um which quinville fletcher yes did he okay is this wasn't he the wilds gm yeah he was Okay. It says, okay, so Sam Carcidi, which he's kind of like, I don't know. Like, Sam, like, all right, I don't know. I don't, oh, is I he don't the one that said that Giroux, like, surpassed Crosby that one year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so already you can't really, like, believe what he said. <laughs> listen to him. But, listen, that was a crazy year. But anyway, <laughs> he said the Flyers would not name a GM until Wednesday at the earliest. Still more people to interview, even though Chuck Fletcher is the leader in the clubhouse. Um, and people are saying that Q will go with Fletcher because Fletcher gave Q his first um, his first coaching job. I don't think I want that. I don't want that. No, thank you. I'm sorry, Danielle. I'm being really nice to the Flyers, but I do not want that. I want Quimbo. I can't have them be good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want Quimbo. <laughs> I want Quimbo, and I want a good goalie. Like I was thinking, we'll talk about goalies later. But uh, yeah, I want Quimbo, but I don't want that GM. I don't want him, but I want Quinville so bad. Why? Why don't you want um, Fletcher? Just because I don't know. I don't know if I really trust his, like, because, like, okay, he was the GM of the Minnesota Wild, but those Parise and whatchamacallit contracts. Oh, right. Yeah. He gave him those guys. <laughs> so, but people are saying uh, that, like, it was management that wanted him to give those contracts because they were hometown boys. So, but yeah. So, I mean,. I really, I we have no idea what's going to happen with the Flyers. It's terrifying. It's terrifying because, like, you go through three years, or, like, for me, three years of, like, 
awfulness and everyone making fun of you and the only good things you have are like your prospects and their bad contracts are slowly getting off the book we got rid of Valtteri Filippola we got rid of like you know Brandon Manning and then soon Andrew McDonald and then it's like this new GM could just fuck everything up it's literally terrifying yeah because like you said they're like they have like a like the Flyers like going becoming the Flyers GM is like actually pretty pretty good but the thing about it is is that which I thought was really weird the new or the president the flyers president is like talking closely with hackstall he him and the peak the pk coach haven't been fired and they said that they're not firing anybody else so that sounds suspect so all right to end this do you like the three questions do you think he should have been fired hackstall no kelsey at least not at first not like the first firing okay oh yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, Kelsey says they're better. Um, <laughs> possible replacements. I was thinking Steve Eiserman, but he, you oh, know, no. he he just got home to his family. But you why don't... would he go all the way to Philadelphia when he could just help out his hometown Red Wings? I think that's what he's gonna do. I think so too. Maybe he but... likes fixing things, so he's like, exactly. I'll fix so up fix Detroit. The, fix Philadelphia. Detroit. Fix the the Liberty Bell and then go home. <laughs> You ready to move on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There have also been some trades. The most notable was Dylan Strome going to um, Chicago. He was part of a package with Brendan Perlini um, and Nick Schmaltz went back to Arizona. Um, Is this a good trade, do you guys think? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think, well, first of all, Arizona and Chicago trade with each other all the time. It's, it's like disgusting. it is. It's like ridiculous. I mean, I don't really know Nick Schmoltz. How old is he? Oh, good question. Because like Brandon Perlini and Dylan Strom are young, so they the the Blackhawks just got younger. Apparently, he's twenty two. Oh wow, Schmoltz. That's not bad. That's not bad either. Okay. I mean, I think th- I think this trade ends up being beneficial for both parties. Sure. Ar- Arizona was just kind of over the Strom. And did you hear what Taika says? No, what did he Yo, say? He was shady. He yeah. was like, there's a difference between patience and hope. The latter is not a way to build your organization. And I was like, like shots fired. You, but that's the not thing. Wrong, you say that. Yeah, but you, he drafted Strom. No, he didn't. He didn't? No. How long was, how, he's only been the GM for like, what, he, two years? He did the draft afterwards. So he drafted Keller and Chikrin. Oh, okay. He's only been their GM for two years? Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was there for longer. They want to do this. Oops. Yikes. Can you imagine? Okay, but Dubis is a snake and a liar, so. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. But, but he has he can't a better keep face. His promises. Check is taller. Mm. So he's he has height. How tall is he? Kyle Dubis is like 6'4. No, he's no, not. He's not. Yes, he is. is yes, 5'10. He... <laughs> No, there's a picture of him with John Tavares, and he's like the same height. No, he's standing on a box. That's what, that's what <laughs> little Tavares men do. Tavares is not six four. Yeah, he's. I mean, to you, Kelsey, he's tall. <laughs> but to regular height people like myself, he's tall and has those broad shoulders, and I just want to like what? swoon on those. I, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that, that at all. I mean, okay. So to go back to that train, I don't know. I think it is what it is at this point. I know that Dylan is playing on a line with the Catboy and the uh, the Gremlin. 
<laughs> yeah. He doesn't like animals. Like, there's no, absolutely... he doesn't like animals. Monsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, my God. He's the worst. He is absolutely But yeah, I feel like um, people were so stuck on the fact that Strom went third overall. And I'm just like, you guys need to get over that. Like, yeah. I heard somewhere that Arizona was thinking about drafting um, Ivan Provorov. Oh. And well, I don't know who it. their other GM was. Yeah, I don't know either, but I was like, oh, oh my gosh, thank God. Like, Ivan is a, he's a, little, he's a Russian king, so. Like, no think of it, like, when it comes to, like, drafts, I think about it this way. Your position that you got is based on the season, is based on everything you've done from that point. Yeah. And from the moment after you're drafted, I th- it's different, because, like, I don't know. He's just. I, think I don't want to say like he's a bad player, but he's just not it, and they need to stop. I think I, I don't it. think I think that some players develop differently, and I think a change of scenery is perfect for Dylan. Andy's playing with Debrinkat, who he knows and he has he has chemistry with. So Arizona like played the, his development in Arizona was so screwed up from the beginning that mm-hmm. you know, and then the new GM comes in and. Obviously, he's saying like this, saying this to the media. So, what do you think he's saying? This room behind door, closed doors, rude. So, we are closing in on the Nylander deadline, and it seems that talks have stalled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, it seems like the biggest option for him is to sit out this year, um, unless he signs. Um, and then there have been many reports saying that if he signs, he's going to be traded. People think that he's overstayed his welcome and. Um, Toronto, whether because of his decision to fight, I guess, for um, the pay that he feels he deserves or, you know, as a statement, um, I just know that Kyle Dewis really, really likes him. So I don't see that happening. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? I saw Mike Babcock said, like, oh, will Nylander is going to be a Leaf for a long, long time and, like, other stuff. And I was like, oh, he's gone. And yeah. Babs is saying that, like, he's gone. Like, his rights are already traded. We just need the, – the NHL just needs to approve it. Like, Babcock, yeah, who's, man. like, all about, like, oh, do what I say and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, my socks, my socks. Like, fuck him. <laughs> the fact that he's saying that, he's gone. Yeah, I, I – I feel bad. I mean, he deserves good things, but it's just a really there's always gonna be there's a there always has to be like that one, and he is that one, and I didn't think he would be. Really? Like, what are you talking? No, like the one who like who like you know how like when big changes happen, there's always one person to start it, and I didn't think that he would be like. I thought he would have been signed by now. Yeah. Like, I didn't think he would hold out that much. What's his sign? Like, maybe he's like a Gemini and he's really stubborn or something. I, think that, I mean, I think that once he went into the, the summer, I mean, once he went into the season, like, now you got to stick your ground, bud. Like, you already waited, like, yeah, just made this big hoopla. And I mean, good for him. I felt like out of out of all the three of them, like Marner, Matthews, and Nylander, I felt like Nylander would get the short end of the stick. So good yeah, for definitely. him for sticking up yeah. and demanding like what he feels like he's worth. There was a um, someone tweeted out uh, recently, Nylander. Um, it was like a stat. Jeez, oh, man, 
I'm so glad. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he, like, tied with Gino for... No, Gino was above him, but it was, okay. he was close. He was close. <laughs> I'm trying to bring that up. What? <laughs> You're just like, oh, no, no, no. No, no he wasn't. He, <laughs> no, wasn't no, he was not as good as Gino. No, Let's no, not get no. crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like Willie, but he's not a... He's not a I team. wonder how, like, other... How, like... If he does sign with the... Like... I hope he doesn't like if he signs for like six million. I'm gonna I'm kind of gonna be like a little bit pissed because like you did all this yeah. to get the money <laughs> to get the amount of money that they were kind of offering you. But oh, God. that just I just I just find it, I kind of find it funny because Kyle's so his his pitch to Tavares was yeah we're gonna keep all of them. Yeah, his pitch to all of us were, "Hey, we're gonna keep all of them," and I was like, "No, you're not. It's, it's not yeah, possible. Like, okay, it's not realistic." Was, yeah, if you wouldn't have signed Tavares and got all of them, absolutely. But signing Tavares to that, did he? Doesn't he have like eleven million? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah eleven million, and then you want to sign? There's no way. There's no way. You're paying for past performances. Okay, here it is. So for 2017-2018 production comparison, five on five. Um, so points per 60, uh, Nylander has 2.35 points per 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a ton. I mean, he's not leading the, the pack, um, but he's, like, very close. Like, the Gino's the, the leader, and he's at 2.4. And then it's, mm-hmm. like, then it's Hall, who was the MVP, and then it was Nylander. And the other rest of people on this list is obviously Hall, Nylander, Malkin, Kuznetsov, Dreisaitl, Tarasenko, Tavares, Sidney Crosby... Marner and Line. Why did I say Sid's first name too? I was on you know, just, just in case. Because I, like, I was like, I was like, I was like going down the last names, and I went for Sid's. I went to first name. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, but yeah, and he's like, and John Tavares, like he's over John Tavares. So it's like, I mean, granted, this is this is only for a year, and it's only it's five on five, but five on five points matter. So. I just I don't know I, I I he he has the stats to back him up like he's a good player I I don't know why they don't want to pay him what he's worth I feel like they kind of think he's or I think a lot of Leaf fans were like since Cappy was doing really well with Austin they're just like okay they don't need him as much they have Cappy but like yeah. Cappy's I love Cappy but Cappy um William is still better yeah oh, than absolutely. Cappy and like. Austin could be producing more. Could be producing more. Yeah. And then know. when like Austin gets hurt or like Mitch gets hurt, like you have someone else to like pick up the slack. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe Captain can, you know, push play on the line by himself. I have no idea, but I'm just saying. At least with Nylander, you already know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like why not have both instead yeah. of one or the other? Why not have all three? But you put, you already picked your third your third one and it's not you can't keep four and it doesn't help that and I think it's gonna hurt them in the long run that Mitch Marner is doing so well because they're gonna have to pay him yeah but they would rather pay him in my opinion yeah yeah I mean I... good old t- Toronto boy, <laughs> Kelsey <laughs> hometown boy Mitch Marner oh right yeah he is from Toronto he's like a goblin yeah, I I'm think... over him okay the thing is. He does have very high hockey IQ, but he, like, does stupid things yeah. that, like, lead to turnovers or 
own goals or stuff like that. And it's like, he's just, oh, I just don't like him. I think with that, the older you get, that just falls out of your game. Um, but even with the turnovers, like, I say the same thing, or I think the same thing about Malkin as I do Voracek, because Voracek has a lot of turnovers. If the pu- if you're turning the puck over, it most likely means that the puck is on your stick. So, yeah. I mean, you're pushing play. That's a clear sign of your pushing play. And Mitch Marner, like, he was on that list, too. I mean, he he's good. I think that he do- he is risky. But sometimes like, when those risks play pay off, you know... I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm just uh, sympathetic to it because, like, the same thing could be said for Malkin. So I'm like, eh, well, at least Mitch doesn't take a lot of penalties. I just don't think they should give him more than $8 million. That's all I'm saying. Mitch, Mitch. or, or Nathan? Oh, Mitch. I can see that. And, I mean, the thing about it is, is if they lock these guys up for long term, then it's like, in eight years, they're still paying them $8 million, but the cap is up, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cap is up, like, you know, I don't know. I think that it could work out, but paying Tavares 11 just really put a wrench in the plans. I, I just don't know how he was going to do it. I also think the Marlowe contract is bad. But, I mean, Marlowe's up after this year, right? Or next year? I think it's, so. It's three years, right? It's three. Yeah, it was three. Six so and three years. Yeah, so that it's next. Next year is his last year. Yeah. yeah. But they don't have... But they, he doesn't have a no trade clause, right? They could ship Marlowe out. You, Toronto? Oh, what's Toronto minus? Uh, what's that old guy's name? Lamarillo. Yeah, because I was gonna say, for real, for real, Toronto could just send him to the minors, and what could we? What could Marlowe really do? They've done it before. Where's Joffrey Lupo? <laughs> Marlowe's out with an injury. We're like, what? He was doing so well. Yeah, they'll get their money somehow. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This I I really am interested to see what Nylander does. What do you I think? am too. I, like, I what do you think like about like the implications for like future RFA's? Because I'm worried. Because um, the I, Jets and Tampa. Yeah. Well, they have to a, pay point. I I don't know. A part of me is happy because I want these players to get what they deserve. But then I'm also nervous because we can't we can't pay everybody what they deserve, and I know that's like a shitty thing to say, but yeah, I I I want I want the guys that I like to get what they deserve. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. But I am oh. nervous. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? What about like Jake? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, Jake is like is raised through like Sid, so he'll probably take like a discount. <laughs> <laughs> like Sid, Sid raised to me. I, mean, pretty much. I think I don't I don't know with Jake I wouldn't I because he's so streaky as a goal scorer see my mm-hmm. thing is I don't want to give him more than eight if he if he doesn't produce like that off of Crosby's wing like I'm not trying to give Sid's wing winger eight million right Sid's big at eight million <laughs> I know exactly exactly <laughs> like it's crazy that the Penguins no one's making over nine million yeah like that's crazy that's and we're nice. still in cap hell. <laughs> Jack Johnson. Too many people. I feel like I feel like depending on what he does, like if he if he doesn't end up playing, like I feel like if he waits it out and then he does get what he wants, like it'll give future RFA RFAs like yeah, like we could just wait it out and then we will get what we want. 
or like if he kind of like goes back and he signs for less or he doesn't sign at all and he's not playing for the year like it'll just be like mm, is it worth it really like doing like doing this and making like manage a bit mad and possibly getting traded like so i think i'm i'm worried because my teams have a lot of RFAs that they need to find <laughs> this year. Yeah. <laughs> Line A's up. It's just like a... Line A to Toronto. Oh my god, ew, no. <laughs> Why would you say that? Yeah, I felt like I was punched in the face. Like, that's the... That's the app. No. No. Toronto fans do not deserve a Patrick Line A. Line A doesn't deserve that going to Toronto. Are we finished with the Newlander? Yeah. I'm going to try to make this the next section go pretty fast. So I want to talk about goalies next because both of my main team's goalies or goaltending is a huge issue. So I was looking at the league and I wanted to know, like, all right, so versus the top, like all the teams that are in playoff spots right now, is that does that correlate with their goaltending? And if it does, like, what type of goaltending are they getting and what's the league average? I still haven't found the league average because you have to do that like math yourself and I'm not doing the math myself. So. <laughs> anyway, so the top goalies in the league right now, and I did this based off of at least 12 games played and um, and this is ranked through save percentage, not goals against average. So Pecorine is number one with a 9.34 save percentage, which is out of control. Halak in Boston is next with a 9.34 Six. Then Anderson in Toronto with a 9.32. Gibson in um, Anaheim um, with a, nine, a .927. Var- Varlamov, um, uh, his, 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 the same as Gibson. Then Vasilex- Vasileski is six um, with a, oh, a 9.27. Then Grice is seventh with a .925. Um, eight is Ben Bishop with a point nine two three. Um, then Jack Cam- Campbell mm-hmm. in the, for, on the Kings, who which I was like, who is he? But somehow the Kings always get goal, like good get, uh, goaltending, which is ridiculous. No, I think it's a coach. It's the goalie yeah, coach is good. Like get him, so it is get him. But his save percentage is a point nine two three, and then tenth is Jimmy Howard with a point nine two two on Detroit, which is crazy because Detroit's in the playoff. Uh, picture right now and they need to be tanking for Hughes and that's so right it's what I wanted remember with Jimmy Howard so uh, also a side note so I did at least 12 games because Casey DeSmith has played 11 and if I would have been 11 he would have been ranked 8th on this list so I was like no 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 so he missed by one game so I'm like not sorry smart yeah all right so the next I was like all right so which are the top teams? So right now, not including any of the games today on Thursday, um, it's it's Toronto, Buffalo, Tampa, then the Metro. It's Washington, uh, Columbus, and the Rangers, and then the uh, wild cards is Boston and Carolina. Carolina's save percentage. They're in the um, and I did their their starting goalie. Carolina's save percentage is point eight eight zero. That's their save percentage for their goaltending. How are they in a playoff spot? And not us. It's crazy. I was like, go on crazy. <laughs> um, What's then, ours? I'm I'll like tell you I have it. Central, um, it's Nashville, Avs, Minnesota. Minnesota, I was surprised to see how low Dubnik's was. I mean, it's not bad, but it's, I just thought he would be higher. His is a point nine six, 
and then it's Calgary, uh, San Jose, and Anaheim, and then Dallas and Winnipeg. And also Winnipeg surprised me because um, was it Hellebuck's goaltender uh, save percentage is a .907. So I mean, not bad, but it's definitely not what I thought the average would be. So that moves me on to Penguins goaltenders. So this season we've had three. All right, so I'll do games, their record, their save percentage, and their goals against average. So for our love, Matt Murray, he's played 11 games. He is 4-5-1. and one. Oops, that doesn't add up, does it? So maybe, oh, he was probably pulled one of the games. That's but then that wouldn't be his game. Wouldn't it be the other? No, no, no. On, it, it depends on how many saves the Smith has made. Okay. So then his save percentage is a .877. His goals against average is 4.08. Then we have Casey DeSmith, who um, his his record is 6-3-3. He has a .924 save percentage and a 2.41 goals against average. And then before last night's horrible game, his save was amazing, but Tristan Dry is oh, now God. zero one and one with a point mm. eight eight seven save percentage and a three point five zero goals against average. Jesus Christ. Suffice to say that our goaltending is not good. And unfortunately, the trash bag is putting up good one. numbers and I don't understand how. I don't understand how. I mean, me and um I don't know, should I say her name in the podcast? Whatever. But we looked at this one. There was a there was this one, um, I, I forget who uh, tweeted it out, but he was talking about the goaltending and, like, if they're being bad, if they're good, if they're if they're good against, like, a low oh, number of shots. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So it's this, um, and I'll tweet it out from the account so that everyone can see what I'm talking about because I'm not explaining it right. But Murray is saving less but he's having harder, have to make harder saves. Like uh-huh. I think his high danger, high danger save percentage. And I should look at that. I'm sorry, but his high, the the amount of the the quality of shots are more high danger, and he's not saving them. Whereas Casey is making saving more, but he's having easier shots to save. To me, that means that the this team is playing better in front of Casey. But I can't, I don't know how to prove that. I just feel like, I and why. I have no idea, what but they used to do the same thing with Murray and Flower. Do you remember? Like, I swear, they would yeah. like Flower would have to do 0 on 8s and, like, 0 on 10s, and, like, everybody in the crowd would have to go with the puck in him, and he had to make the save, whereas, like, with um, Murray, they played so much better defensively in front of him. I don't, I, I just, I see it, maybe and I don't ex- know how to explain Maybe they it. expect less out of Casey, so they're I like, let's know. help him. I have no idea. I don't know. But then I'm like, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about my feelings. They don't care about Matt Murray's feelings. They don't care about anything. They don't at all. So that actually brought me to, obviously, if the Penguins want to, to, to get into the, to make a playoff push, they need better goaltending. And so Matt Murray currently right now is hurt. Tristan Jari, is he a reliable backup? I would say no, because I don't want to hear people make fun, make trash talk him i have had i have followed and blocked three people last night after last night's game because he let in four four goals on 26 shots but grubauer let in three goals on 25 shots so it's like i mean grubauer is like a seasoned backup and jari is just like just came up from the ahl and he's only 23 i give him a break but no no one ever will but it's fine 
So anyway, <laughs> available goals, available goalies. Now, I I don't know. Do you guys have any? Um, I, I, I do kind of have one, but I don't know okay. his stats or anything. No, I actually have a list of all the goalie stats I could look at. Okay, nice. <laughs> I, yeah, um, okay. Hockey Reference is amazing if you ever want to look at you it. Were really, you were really, you were really, exciting. Like, I was, because I, I needed to do it for both my teams. Both of them need goalies. So I was like, <laughs> I'm glad I need to look. I, I think um, he's not really having a good year, but okay. I think it's kind of more of the team in front of him. Aaron Dell in San Jose. Okay, He's so, like a really good backup, and I think um, he would do well in okay. the Penguins. So this year, Aaron Dell is th- uh, three, four, and two, and he has a save percentage of point nine four and a goals against average of two point eight eight. Yeah, so he's not doing bad. Oh, I, well. I mean, I think if, if you're over nine hundred, I'm <laughs> happy for you because both <laughs> two of our goalies aren't. So I take it. Yeah, like he's he's been pretty steady for. for the sharks and I want to poach them since they're doing bad. They're vulnerable. If, but I think it's, if Aaron Dell is a reliable backup, I'm surprised that San Jose would give him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder what they would want for him. Aaron Dell, Timo Myers to the Penguins for Jack Johnson and Casey DeSmith. Yes, I'm with it. <laughs> we still need help in goal because we still, but we only still only have one like starting goal. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. That. That's the thing. Like, I don't like. We need a new, like, a goalie. But if it's anyone that's on the chopping block, it's Murray, and I don't want them to yeah. trade him. Which I think is so crazy. But um, Kelsey, did you have one that you wanted to recommend? Not specifically. I had okay. trouble really looking. Um, okay. I have a couple, so I can like throw you one of mine. But oh, sure. So one. So I have three and then a dark horse one i don't know if i don't know if the dark horse would really make sense in pittsburgh it might make sense more for philadelphia but so jimmy howard that's what he recommended him that's one of the ones i was thinking too yeah jimmy I like howard him. i mean he's doing really well and i was talking to a um red wings fan earlier today and i mean he's open to shopping him the only thing with jimmy howard is that he's most like he's this is his last year and he's making like five million um, but he's most likely going to re-sign back with Detroit. They'll probably, like, re-sign him. So they'll probably trade him and then re-sign him. So we would only have him for the rest of the season. Which that's if fine. it ends in a Yeah, if it ends up, yeah, yeah, up absolutely, that's, that's fine. But I don't want to pay... Like, the thing the thing that... Ever, nobody wants any of the Penguins prospects because <laughs> we have none. So they want our first round pick. I know, they we, don't, yeah. but they don't... Yeah, we have, like, some that are in juniors and stuff. Like, um, Jordy Bellevue, <laughs> Bellreve, and Kalen? Kalen. 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 So Callen. we have a few... We have those, and they're the bright spots, definitely. But I don't think they've made a name with themselves yet that people will want to poach them from us. Um... But yeah, I don't want to trade our first round pick just because we don't, we are out in the second round again, and then we don't have a first round pick. Right. He is thirty four too. He is yeah. exactly, but he's playing amazingly. Yeah, he is. He's doing If it's him in, in a trash bag, I don't hate it. Um, another person who was put on waivers today was Scott Darling. Yes, no, Scott, no, no. I hate him. I don't hate him. I just don't trust him. I, and that's the thing. He but was the thing with Chicago. Scott Darling is that. He was good with Chicago, but Chicago was definitely a lot a better team. Now, I don't think that our defense is as bad as Carolina's, but 
I don't know, you know? And the thing with Scott Darling, which is good, we don't have to give anything up for him, but... You have to pay him. We, yeah, he's $4 million, and he's signed for the next three the next three years, or two years. I see two seasons after this. Another, th- another one I was thinking of was Anders Nielsen, who is in Vancouver. Fine. So he, this is his last season as well. And I think that Vancouver, I've been talking to some Vancouver fans, and they were saying that they would tr- absolutely trade him because they don't think that they'll get in the playoffs this season. Um, and they would think for, like, a third or a fourth round pick. And I say, like, if, if, you know, and if it has to be, like, a fourth and Sprong, then, you know, Sprong gets a new uh, change of scenery and the Penguins get a backup goalie for... I think Sprong would do really well in Vancouver. I think mm. it, it kills me because, like, I want him here, but yeah, I get it. Oh, he's going to come back to destroy the Penguins' world, definitely. <laughs> Every time he plays, I get hope he gets a Hattie. <laughs> but I don't. But the thing about it is, I don't want Brock Besser to assist. Like, I don't want him to get any assist. <laughs> you know, he would though. He would. He's oh, very giving. He's, he's a good like, boy. Like he, I mean, he's he's getting better. I just I'm happy he's <laughs> back because I, I Vancouver was like losing for a while. And I was like, they need him. So Anders Nielsen's record is he's three and four and zero. Oh. He has a save percentage of point nine. Oh wait, point nine zero two, and his goals against is two point eight six. So, I mean, I think that he's definitely an option. Another one would be um, Vancouver's other goalie, and that's Jacob Markstrom. He's actually signed for a couple years, but he actually has a worth a percentage. And he's played more games, but he's played, I guess he's their starter. Yeah, he's played 19 games, and he is um, 8-8-3, and and he has a .898 save percentage and a 3.27 goals against. So, you would have to pay more for Markstrom, but I think that Nielsen would probably be their best bet because we wouldn't have to give up that much. Uh, um, and I mean, it's a small sample size too because he's only played eight games this season. But if he could be Casey's backup, then I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the dark horse I was thinking of, and I don't know what you guys think. I don't think he'll fit in Pittsburgh, but Corey Crawford? No. No? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. For none of both of your teams. Why would you want that? Yeah. I mean, so he's he doesn't have a good save percentage right now, but that's because the team in front of him is awful, and he's historically has historically he has a, a .97 save percentage, which is a huge upgrade from any of both the teams. So I mean, I understand it. I get it. Yeah, though. No. I actually don't. Was he like a bad person? I don't like. I mean, he's fine. I just didn't think he was that good. Yeah, I don't, I don't like or him. like, unreliable, streaky, maybe. I had, like, last year, before he got hurt, um, he was the reason why the Blackhawks were in the playoff picture. And then once he got hurt, they fell out. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, goalies are all voodoo, and who knows if they're actually really good or if we're just all just looking at stats. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's kind of my spiel on the goalies. I don't know. Well, that... They're all a mess. I just want my Murray to be better. Like, what do we do to make him better? I, okay, speaking of goalies, I wonder sometimes if it's not, like, the goalie or is it if it's, like, the goalie coach. Because the Kings have a really good goalie coach, and every goalie that's gone there has, like, gotten better. Mm-hmm. I, know how to, I know how you feel about the goalie coach, but... What is going 
How would you go about like poaching someone else's goalie coach? Give them more money. Mm, yeah. Do we have the that? The thing with the Kings is that like we could be like, oh, well, we won two Stanley Cups, and he's like, well, so did we, and then we're like, oh, okay, uh, okay, but like we don't, we can't do like it's, you know, what people are like, <laughs> but like we can score. <laughs> so even if you do let in, but he's goal, like, I don't we? care. I just do the gold. Yeah, I don't know. Danielle, I've heard that the Flyers might take a run at Bobrovsky. <gasps> no. If they do, that's the worst thing that they could ever do. <laughs> like, okay, Why do you hate the... him? Well, I mean, he's not good in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, he's really good during the regular year. Though. Yeah, but that's the thing. Get to the playoffs, which is yeah, what you but want. That, but that's the thing. Like, we've gotten to the playoffs uh, two out of three seasons that Hacksaw has been here. It's not It's not like trying to get into the playoffs that's the biggest problem because the Metro kind of sucks right now. Even though, I guess, like, yeah, the Metro kind of sucks. I mean, the Atlantic is better now, so it might be harder to get in the playoffs. But, like... Getting in the playoffs, like, we're, Hextall started the season saying we're going to win a playoff round. Barbaski can't win a playoff round. And I just feel like I don't, Barbaski's looking for a ton of money and probably a ton of term. I don't want to give any goalie a lot of term because Carter Hart, Carter Hart, Carter Hart, Felix Sandstrom, Felix Sandstrom, Felix Sandstrom. Like, those are the goalies of the future. I just need, like, a temporary fix. Like, I need a guy who can, like, win a couple rounds, get all of our youth, like, ready, like, veteranized, like, you know, with that little, like, what does Mike Sullivan say? That little swagger? I don't swagger. Know. Yeah, like, I just need that. Like, I don't need, I, like, I don't need a Bobrovsky. Like, if we had Bobrovsky when they, before they traded him, okay, fine. But I just feel like Bobrovsky isn't like a JVR where, like, you trade him and then you come back and say, come on home. And Bobrovsky's kind of like, all right, dude, goaltending's kind of like JVR. We know he'll score in the playoffs, too. We don't know about you. Uh, that's how I feel. But, I mean, you ask another Flyers fan, they're like, absolutely $10 million per Brisgolov contract, <laughs> like, righting our wrongs. And I'm just like, yikes. So, <laughs> I wonder, though, if it's like, actually, no, he's actually really bad. I was like, well, maybe it's just Columbus that he's really bad in front of during the playoffs. But, no. But I think he was bad in front of, um, I think, so when the Flyers were in the playoffs and Barbaski was their goaltender, he was, well, he was tired. Everyone said that he he didn't really understand the language that well, so he couldn't articulate to everyone that he's never played this much, and so uh-huh. he needed a break. So by the time the playoffs came around, he, like, broke down, and that's when Brisgolov came over and, like, did really well, and that's why they gave Brisgolov the contract and not Brabowski, so. Have you, ever, have you ever heard Brabowski speak? Yeah. He's, like, so... I think he's like I just want to pinch his cheeks. He's so like adorable. He's like a little. Okay. Did you guys want to move on? Yeah. All right. So speaking of bringing someone home, <laughs> the Penguins have picked up JSC <gasps> Jesse yes! off of waivers today, and Frenchy's he back. Yes, and he has been assigned to Wilkes Barre, but I don't see him staying down there for too long. I mean, I, I think cause the sooner they trade Sprong, I think the sooner JSD comes up. Or I guess well, Grant Wilson. I that's what like I was thinking. I don't know why I don't like him. Grant or Wilson? Wilson. I like Grant. I like Grant. Is I like, it, I is it Wilson's him. first name Grant? Or no, Garrett. I... Garrett. Oh, okay. His first name's Garrett. Yeah, very close. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 
Grant? And then I was like, no, no, I hate the wolf guy. Yeah, I want Grant to stay up. And I was asking, I was talking to my friend Rose, who was like, she follows the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins really like, and she follows the, the Penguins as well, too, but she goes to, like, Wilkes-Barre Scranton games. Um, and she was saying that, like, JSD can play any position, so, like, he could definitely be that, like, scoring winger on the fourth line and help with the pe- the penalty kill. In my head, I'm thinking, like, Zach Aston reese uh, Grant, and then JSD. And I think that's a good fourth line. I have been so happy with how that line has looked without Cullen. <laughs> Yes. yes. Oh my God. I didn't want yes. to speak that into the air. But <laughs> yeah. They've been so much better. They have been. I feel bad. I, yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, because I like Cullen, but he really wasn't doing anything. And just Grant looks so good. Like, he just looks so mm-hmm. good. He looks like he's supposed to be here. And he's good with, like, you can put put him with Simone. You can put him with, like, Zach Aston Reese. Because it's like they all played in Wilkes Barre Scranton together. So they all have chemistry together. So it's like, even uh-huh. when I like, because it stresses me out sometimes that Mike Sullivan changes the lines so much, like, even in game. But it's like with them, they're all used to it because they've all played with each other. So it's like, yeah. it, there's, there's communication, which I like. He's not as old as I thought he was. I thought he was, like, 34. But, Who? Um, Grant. No, oh, not no, JSD. I think he's, Grant. Like, he's, like, young. How, is it? How old is he? He's, like, he's, he's in his 20. He's 28. Yeah. Yeah, so, so okay, so with the Penguins, do we think they're bad? I think they're, they are consistently inconsistent. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. What do you think, Kelsey? I think I agree. I don't think at their core they're a bad team. Yeah. I think that things just they make little mistakes that cost big mm-hmm. yeah i think their confidence is really low too um, like yeah. i think they're com- like i mean because it's like one night it's just i don't know they're just like not the same which is like silly to say because like of course they're not the same mm-hmm. but it's like they're yeah their confidence like just looking at last night's game like it was all sin and like i was looking at the stats or i was looking at the stats of some lines and like I don't know. One thing that was confused, like confuses me, is that like, why did, why did um, Sullivan break up the Malkin, Pearson, and Kessel line? Which the two, like, so before these past two games, so the Avs and Winnipeg, they all like they had a goal or a, like a goal in every game. Yeah, almost. So I was like, the fact that Sid's back and he's like scoring for his line, and then the second line scoring. Why would you break up the second line? To try to get the third line going? Probably, because he put, he just switched Russ and Kessel and, like, limited sample size, but Broussard and Kessel didn't look good uh, together last, the last two games. But, I mean, the Pearson, Malk, and Kessel line and the Pearson, Malk, and Russ line were pretty good. Uh, So, I don't know. I just don't understand why you would move that second line to, I guess, yeah, to start that, get depth scoring, but... I don't know. I think they weren't playing well, to, well together. Yeah. Like, for a couple shifts. Kessel and Malkin. So he decided to switch them. I don't know. Well, he has to be more patient. Yeah. You know that's not in his... I know. It's, but, and I was talking to my friend... That's not his I M.O. Know, I don't know if you guys follow her, but she's saying that, like, um, well, in Sullivan's mind, Kessel's always supposed to be on the third line. Like, mm. he, likes it, he likes it split up. 
Okay. And the fact that last year we didn't really have that good of a center to carry Kessel, I mean, for carry for Kessel to carry or whatever, to carry Kessel or to produce on that line. And then Malkin and Kessel were just so bombed together. Um, I think that that's why he normally puts Kessel with Malkin, but I think he definitely likes uh, the three big guys separated. I mean... I think he does too, but if that doesn't produce as well... Yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, Optimize this is two your games, players. so... Yeah, I mean, still sim- small sample size, but, you know, I always obsess over Malkin, so I looked at that and was like, wait a minute, what? So, I mean, they start the uh, Kessel Malkin and Pearson all start the game together. They just don't finish it. Um, but <laughs> That's so annoying. I mean, I <laughs> It'd be like, oh, you guys didn't score two goals? Oh, what do you guys gotta go? Um, but so, so, so far, Pearson and Malkin are together, which I like. I don't want okay. Pearson to get moved off of Malkin's line, because I really like them together. And they have good numbers together. Um, also, can I just say, because I was go, I was editing last episode's podcast, and we, I don't know, I can't remember if it was all of us, but it was definitely me. And I was like, Pearson, I don't know, da 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 yes. like, And so, just, I love just him. to say, we all love Pearson. <laughs> that is my son. Like, I've only known him for two seconds, but if anything happened to me, I would kill everybody and then myself. Okay? So, we yeah. love Pearson. <laughs> he can stay. Yeah. Oh, poor Hags. He's like out forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened? So you go to LA, and so we give we give you a beautiful, beautiful man, LA, and you hurt him. Great. How dare! I was just saying, maybe it's a cover up for his broken heart. Oh yeah. Stop. That's a. That's so <laughs> sweet. That's actually horrible. I can't believe Hags come back. I LA retains like... full salary. Just send it back. I was like, at least he doesn't have to like actually play with that team that is bad. Like, he saved himself. Um so so right now our record is ten, nine, and five. We have twenty five points. We're third from last in the metro. Nice. Um, <laughs> are we gonna get Jack Hughes? Yeah, I I don't want them to take <laughs> I just get no! Him. I do not want them. I honestly don't think that they are or will. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that... I don't even think they'll fall low enough to get Jack Hughes. Like, I feel... Because you know it's, like, the last thing, it's, like, a lottery. Like, mm-hmm. you could be the worst, like, team in the league and still not get first. I feel like we would just tank and then... And then we would just, like, get someone don't, else. And it's so crazy down. because, like, I absolutely adore Quinn Hughes and it would burn my soul if the Penguins got Jack Hughes. The, like... Everyone fawns over Jack, and I'm just like, okay, we get it. Like, we fucking get it, dude. Like, ah! Like, <laughs> even Quinn, he was like, Jack was always the best player. And I'm like, Quinn, you're the best player. It's awful. But oh. yeah. I don't know. Either with Quinn or with <gasps> Liam. Line got 100 goals. That's what he was made, like, 100 goals in his career. He has 100 goals already, or 100 points? goals no he doesn't no he, he does. does not he does he just scored against chicago so he definitely does that's oh, he did. too what? many no he does i th- i wanted him to score against the penguins so he would get it against the penguins why would you want that you? i mean but like i wanted the penguins to win but i wanted him to get it against them so i could be like i'm watching it now i'm not watching it and now i had to like you know 
At least that's I'm... like honestly the worst thing you've ever said. What? <laughs> it's not. Oh, I'm so happy for him. He has a hundred oh. goals already. I don't believe you. Like, I'm no, like, he does. Is this I'm... His third year. Is oh, it? He was. It is. He had forty goals last year. Um. Shit, yeah, played. I think it is his third year. He was yeah, drafted in sixteen. No. Yeah, it's, it's definitely his third year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's his third year. He did. He has a hundred goals. Uh, that sounds that's insane. Fake. Yeah. It's impressive he did it with his hooves. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I can't believe, like, I, all I think, since he said that, I thought about the shoes, Kelsey. And I was like, oh my god, it's too, it's like, I can't believe those are real shoes. I, I know. You, you, said, you said that was him, but it's... Oh, was I wrong? Like fact, was I wrong? Like no, and the fact that these <laughs> could easily be Jacks, I'm like so triggered. Like it's too much. I, they don't deserve this. Okay, yeah. Are we are we done with the pets? Well, I've turned. I okay. was formerly not on like all that thrilled about Dan- Daniel Sprong, but I forget what game it was. I haven't been able to watch the past ones because I've been working. But um, Same. he looked really good, and now I'm pro Daniel Sprong and anti. Riley Sheehan. Oh, oh. I thought you were gonna say you were, uh, you were anti-Sprong because I forget who, I forget who looked it up, but I think it was Jesse Marshall. And then um, I don't know if you guys, um, I her like username's like Shell, like S S C H E L. I don't know if you follow her either, but they both looked up some Daniel Sprong stats, and the boy is doing not great. He's well, I know that. Yeah, but... he's a turnover machine. But I just have so much faith in him that he's going to do better. Like, I, I just, I know it's, like, s- the smallest of sample size, like, probably, like, 30 seconds he played with Malkin and set Malkin up for that goal. But it's just, like, he has the talent. Yeah. I don't understand why they're not using it. And I get it because the Penguins are in such a bad spot right now. Like, they, it's every game is a must win. And it's not like they're coasting through wins and they can be like, oh, hey, like we got a kid that needs to, like, you know, learn. But uh, it's just like, I wish, wow. he had a, I wish he had a two-way contract so we could at least send him yeah. down instead of having him sit. Because I feel like he hasn't played he hasn't. in like 10 games. Mike Sullivan does not like him. He's not Mike Sullivan's type of guy. I'm actually going to, I'm looking into doing like the Penguins prospects. Um, their like development, uh, like the ones that go through like the school route and versus the ones that go straight from juniors to like the AHL to the NHL, and um, because I think that just the development is off. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, oh well, in Penn's development, you can't say that they're not good because look at Connor Sheary and look at um, uh, Brian Russ and look at Jake Gensel and I'm like, they yeah, all did they college all, exactly. Yeah. And they all were like 22, 23, 24, 20, like yeah, 22 to 24 Sprung when they started. Was 21 and, years old. And Brian Rust and Jake Gensel and Connor Sheary all got to play with either, either or or either and. <laughs> Um, Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby so miss me with that and the fact that everyone's like well Connor Sheary like yeah and after once Connor was taken off of uh, Sid's wing and he didn't produce what happened to him he got traded so I'd like to look into those um, those stats and just to see like how many of the Canadian or the the juniors to AHL to NHL how many really were successful because I don't know 
I think then we don't need to start looking at the development system. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely say it was Sprong. It was, what is it, Mike Johnson really screwed all of us over. Yeah. We got those two cups, but Daniel Sprong definitely suffered. Because remember, he called him up and then burned uh, a year. Burned a year. Because if, yeah. he, if he did it, he would have been freaking on a two-way contract right now where he can be sent down. It's awful. Okay. R.I.P. Daniel Sprong. Well, no. I'm pro Daniel Sprong. Kelsey's pro Daniel Sprong. Christy? Like, knife I'm your throat. What Daniel. are you? <laughs> I'm pro Daniel Sprong. Okay. I don't think I've ever not been. No, I don't think so. But I just get nervous. Because you're always against me a lot of the times that I have to feel like I have to Oh my gosh. You to be did me and Andy become best friends? I feel like we did. I, um, so finish up, we're just going to do a quick little game of superlatives. Um, we're going to be handing out some superlatives across the league um, as it pertains to this first quarter of the season. Um, so who would you say is the most valuable player? Who's made the most impact on their team? And unlike with the NHL awards, they don't have to be in a playoff spot. I was thinking John Gibson for in Anaheim. Because they would be losing way worse if it wasn't for him. Like, he's he's doing so much. He has no help. Someone please save him. He could go back to Pittsburgh. But <gasps> that's what oh, I pick. John Gibson. Pittsburgh <laughs> native. <laughs> I don't know. I like... My, like, my heart wants me to say, Evgeny Malkin. But then, like, my head couldn't come up with anybody because I don't want to say Connor McDavid. Oh, okay. Most valuable player. I will give it to Han- Hannah's love, Jeff Skinner. Oh, he yeah. killing it in Buffalo. And I don't know if it's because he's playing with a, an elite center or if he's just rejuvenated because he's out of Carolina or like he said to the the media one time it's because he's close to uh to Toronto where all his family's from and they can see uh come to a lot of home games and he can be here with his family more um I don't know but Jeff Skinner is killing it with Jeff Skinner though I do get bitter because I'm like the you guys could have paid that price. Like, it, what well, was it? Like, a random prospect and, like, a yeah. first round or a second round pick? But the thing about it is, is that Jeff was vetoing trades. So if he didn't want to come to Pittsburgh, he wasn't going to come to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, and I feel like, what made his value so, like, low? Like, it's because that he did he was vetoing trades. Like he, uh, So they, they had to, he could only, the teams that he would go to had to either want him and want to pay the price. Kelsey. I don't know. I don't know. Most valuable player or baby GM? Does that wet your whistle? If you don't pick, we're going to have to say your vote is Mitch Marner. Well, we all know that that's A, not accurate, and B, not true. Um, honestly, and this might be a cop-out, but I'm going to go Sid. Like, he tried his hardest to will them to a win yesterday. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, like, okay, we'll give you that one. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, last night was out of control. He is so freaking good. And I think um, that that game, I think they played better than the score would indicate. I didn't watch that game because I was so tired when I got yeah. home. And then they were they were down by three, so I was like, it's time to lay down. And then, yeah. And then Sid kept scoring. And I was like, am I going to stay up for this game? So I listened to it. So I didn't really see how they played, but 
I fell asleep. I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch it either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, legit, legit. After the third goal, I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I, I saw your tweet where you were like, good night, or something like that, or like, whatever. Like, bye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Biggest disappointment. Which team had the most hype and has severely disappointed us? Can I have three? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go first, so, okay. so you don't say mine. Um... <laughs> I was I was gonna put I'm gonna go with the blues. Oh okay. The blues is a good one because like that was on all of our when we were doing our list. Also, I mean they haven't really been a big disappointment, but like personally they have been. The lightning haven't been doing as well as I thought they would. Okay, rude. They're trying their best. I'm sure they're yeah, fine, right. but they're I just stacked. They should be leading this league. Buffalo's right behind their, like, breathing down their neck. Also, am I in love with Brandon Point now? We just don't. Yes, know. You, you should, should be. not. You should <laughs> be. Yes, oh, I agree. Go no. Kelsey. He's so good. Okay. So you good. Know, you know how everyone talks about Mitch Marner and how like good he is. I feel like they should be saying that with Brandon Point. Like he's so good. I'll start there's saying so that. There's so many other star. There's so many stars on that team. But. At but this I, point, it's him and Kucherov as, like, yeah. the best player on the team. And y- Yanni Gord. Oh, right. Yeah, that one. He he's was, a step he below them. No. Hey. I think so. Just because he's small? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kucherov's not um, that big. He's not, but... Did he's you? Like oh, yeah. Three. Is he? Wait, yeah. what? People who are 6'3 aren't really 6'3. Kucherov is not 6'3. Oh, I thought you said Mitch Marner. Oh. Mitch Marner is not 6'3. He is like 6'3. He is six, like 6'3. He's 6'0. Okay, he's 6'0. I'll give him that. Okay, Danielle, what are yours? Because we. Alright, so the biggest appointment, disappointments. Okay, so maybe I'll make mine too, because I was going to say the Pens, but I yeah. think that's mean. I'm... But then I was going to say the Panthers and the Flyers. Oh, yes, the Panthers. Yes. I thought the Panthers were like, they were breathing down all of our necks last season, and now it's like, it was like it was like an actual Panther, and now it's like a little kitten. Like... <laughs> you know, they can come at you. So. Yeah. Yeah, those are my biggest disappointments. I was gonna say the Canes, but they're in a playoff spot now. So. Yeah, yeah, with with point eight zero zero goaltending. Ow! Freaking Justin Williams, get out of here! Hey, with his teamwork. They take so they... much secondhand embarrassment. Like I'm all for more fun in hockey, but I hate watching their like celebrations. Oh, I don't watch I like them. It. Oh, I never watch it, but I just see the little gifts, and I like when they do the little um Hogwarts. They're Brian the Broom. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It is a little weird, but. <laughs> I saw the do- I, the domino one, and they were like, oh, it's a W, yeah. and they did domino. I was like, that does not look like a W. You it guys didn't. are lying. It was a C for and Carolina. <laughs> I didn't know what that it was. That was so cute. I like the domino. I thought the domino was really cool. All right. Most pleasant surprise. I have one. Can I go first? Yes. Yeah. Buffalo. That's mine. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh I didn't That's why one. I wanted to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, I'm gonna say um, Brady um, Kachuk because I didn't think oh. he'd be that good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kachuk is he's he, that's my boy. Even though he hurts me, he's still, like, I still <laughs> yeah. support him. He scored. Okay, so he scored four goals against the Flyers. They've only played nice. two games. I was nice. like Brady. Yeah, mine's Buffalo too. Next, life of the party. Which team has been the most fun? 
I'll go first. Okay. I know you guys can take it. Vancouver. Vancouver is fun. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that at all. <laughs> well, okay. So, Vancouver when everyone's healthy. But I still think the, the team is fun. They'll score goals and they'll, like, lose 5-6. But it's like, but when they win, it's like, uh, Vancouver, I like Vancouver. PD's amazing. Like, uh, Ben Hutton is super fun. Um. I would probably say Buffalo again because they're so fast and so fun to watch. Or um, no, 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 no. I take that back. Um, the Avalanche. Ugh. I don't know why I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> I hate so many players on their team, but as a team, I like them. <laughs> I only really like Joe. Oh, I guess do I like you? Now that Inkle's not a Penguin, like it's like out of sight, out of mind, but. Oh, I don't like him at all. Yeah, Joe said, like, is the only one I like. So, for my pleasant, oh, life of the party, I would say the Rangers, because (laughs) they've been way better than they should be, and they have a lot of kids, and everyone's having fun, and it's nice for them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Biggest flirt. Which team do you think flirts with being good and then is not? (laughs) Should we all say it on three? One... (laughs) Two, oh my God. three. The Flyers. Oh, I have the Panthers. <laughs> the Penguins. <laughs> I like. I say the Flyers because they've like they've come back. They had a huge comeback, like down five goals or four goals to Tampa. Come back, lose it in overtime. Then they shut oh, yeah! out by the Devils. Then they come back and lose one uh, one to six to the Islanders. Then they beat the Rangers four to zero. Pickard gets its first career shutout. And then they lose to the Sens, and they were up by four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that yeah. why they were all crying the other night? Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. say anything. So, okay. So, see, Danielle, this is how you know I'm your friend, because I never say anything when the Flyers do things like this. Like, everyone's crying. Oh I didn't God, say a like, word. No. Okay. So, that was misinterpreted, and not everyone was crying. Uh, like, <laughs> TK had, like, the people, the one of the writers said TK had tears. Like, I'm not so judging them. I just didn't know the situation. Yeah, that well, that was right after Hexall was fired, and then they lost. They, everyone was like, they have to win to the Sens. They have to win against the Sens, and they were up by three. And then Brady scored once, and then Brady scored again, and then they just lost. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. Yeah, I would have like I would have been triggered. Like that really would have <laughs> fucked me up. Like I would have been like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, okay. I think that's Two it. Two quick things. Yeah, there we go. It. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone knows, but I help out with the social media on the Black Girl Hockey Club um, Twitter account and Instagram. But um, I wanted to let everyone know that um, we do have a meetup uh, December 15th. Uh, it's in D.C. and it's the Caps versus the Sabres, which is um, pretty convenient because we talked about the Sabres a ton this episode. So if anyone is interested in going, um, please just hit us up at at Black Girl Hockey, or you can DM me or DM the uh, podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't believe the tickets for sitting all together are, aren't are available, but if you still want to just come to the game or come to the pre-game stuff, um, definitely hit us up and let us know. Uh, that's it for that. And then I also have one other thing. If you want to check us out, we are going to be on um, the Odd Man Rush, uh, their next episode. Um, so yeah, if you will link their, the episode on our Twitter account and, um, give it a listen, subscribe to them and, uh, let us know what you think. Thanks. 
All right. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Where's My Stick. As always, please follow us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and send us any questions which you might have that you'd like to hear answered in the next episode. 